Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio. A student-operated, non-commercial radio station, KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Cold Facts, Hot Takes. In this podcast, we will discuss pop culture and pop culture conspiracy theories and the cases around them. Today, we're talking about Tiger King and all the craziness that has followed it. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. On today's episode of Cold Facts, Hot Takes, Kayla and I are talking about the infamous Netflix documentary, Tiger King, with our guest, True DeBille, resident Tommy Media Tiger King expert. Well, welcome. We're back. Hi, guys. Week two on Zoom. We got a good episode. Yeah, we do. I'm excited. Really good episode. It's the topic that saved America when it needed it. Honestly. Great time. Yeah. I don't know how those producers spread the pandemic, but they did it. And (laughs) this is what the world needed but honestly it's been five weeks since we've been in like shutdown or whatever i watched this week one and so i've had a lot of time to force the rest of my family to watch it how fast did you guys watch it i watched it in about three days three that's that that seems really long (laughs) <laughs> I, watched, I watched in like a 24-hour gap yeah i think it was the same for me too i watched like the first two like late at night and then the next day i was right back on that i just like had to separate myself from their insanity sometimes i don't know it was debilitating <laughs> it was just I would so say it, oops. much <laughs> Yeah, I would say, like, there's a point after the second episode where you're just sucked in, you're invested, you're going to go with it wherever, and then you're so caught up in it, that's when it finally, like, gets debilitating, you know, I, w- whatever episode when, um, you know, the gun incident happens, like, that just comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and that's when, like, you're like, this is when shit's going to get real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But listeners, beware. Um, there will be spoilers. So, I mean, listen at your own risk. But all of those things that True just said we're going to get into. But, Kayla, should we do an overview quick of the show? Yeah. So, just a quick overview. This show is about two big cat parks slash sanctuaries and how they spent years in a lawsuit with each other. And the funnest part of the show is the people. That's what really got me intrigued by it. Yeah, no, it's complete insanity, good redneck insanity. So nothing quite like it, but it's it's just fun to watch. I don't know, like I, there were parts where I was like, okay, I need to go, like, outside for a little bit. (laughs) 
<laughs> separate from the shelf. But it was really good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah, there were times where I was like, these cannot be real people. Mm-hmm. This cannot be happening. I got my dad to watch it, and he's like, is this real? Is Joe Exotic a real person? And I was like, yes. Dad, I remember when I first got a Twitter, and he was running for president. Like, I vividly remember that. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, did you guys know about Joe Exotic before this dropped, or? Yeah, I did, um, like I just said, like, from his, like, presidential stuff, but a podcast I listened to, um, they, like, had, like, a spinoff episode about him when he was arrest- arrested in 2018 or whatever that I, like, listened to when I, like, listened to their whole backlog of episodes. Um, but I've just always known, quote-unquote, known about him. But this is just, like, a whole other layer of insanity. But just the thing about the show is, like, their production of it, so good. Editing, everything, amazing. I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. There's one guy in it that, um, reality TV producer, he kind of, like, freaked me out, like, gross Are you talking out. about Kirkham? Yeah. The one with the, he looks like a, like a crocodile, Dundee, old guy, like, Indiana Jones type. Yeah, Indiana Jones. got Trump. bad teeth. Yeah. He's, like, redneck Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> But I, like, liked him, but was also grossed out by him. But I thought his perspective, like, working with this documentary crew, like, it was, like, one documentary crew, his reality TV crew, and then Joe Exotic, which I thought was so interesting. Like, there's behind the scenes. Good person. There's behind the scenes of the reality TV show which I thought was really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, he's a good person to, like, tell the story because he's just normal enough where, uh, and, like, he's well aware of how crazy Joe is. And, I mean, he's like, this is my retirement. If I can just capture this guy's day in the life, I can retire on this. this is insane. But also, he, he, like, the viewer gets caught up in, like, the heart of darkness of everything you know by then he's like you know I was complicit in the way they were treating the cats and like I witnessed things that I should have stepped in or like shut things down but like now I have to live with that you know so he really sets um just like how dark things get well gets in the series and stuff yeah no I agree and I like that he's the first person we meet in the whole series <laughs> I thought that was, like, an interesting way to um, start the story. And they're, like, when he's, like, oh, gosh, I haven't, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about Joe. And I was, like, who is Joe? <laughs> like, tell me more. It was just a really good way to, like, set the story up. But we've talked about Joe Exotic now for a couple minutes. So let's get into the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Exotic. Uh, how do you even describe Joe Exotic? 
I don't even know. He describes but... himself really well with my favorite quote. I'm a gun-toting, Trump-supporting gay man. Perfect. Did he say trump yeah. supporting? Yeah, he, re- he liked Trump. Yeah, he asked him for oh, a I pardon. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting wrinkle to it. Mm-hmm. He's just a conservative in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember scanning in the later part when they had, like, there was literally, like, a board of everything that he stood for when he was running, and, like, there was, like, pro-choice, and I, I tried to, like, get as many down in my head as I could, but I remember pro-choice stood out, and I was like, whoa, like, I did not expect that he's, from Joe. He's a libertarian more than anything. That's yeah. where I'd put him. Just kind of, like, he... Maybe not that. Maybe libertarian's the wrong term. Libertarian's a good fit for him. He's, he's kind of lawless. But his his mm-hmm. campaign manager is libertarian, right? Yes, and that's kind of where I got that, like, choice. But okay, he's just lawless, Joe Exotic in his self. There's nothing. Like, he wants it to be, like, every person. Like, the pro-choice is definitely not for women. But it's for them to have the choice if they want it. You know, it's not like women. They can do whatever as long as he can have tigers in cages. Yes. Exactly. Facts, yeah. But, yeah. And so public enemy number one for Joe Exotic then is Carol Baskin, who we could say a lot about Carol as well. And we will later um, as we get into the conspiracies. But she's the owner of Big Cat Rescue. So on the opposite side of Joe Exotic with his animal park, he's an advocate for animal rights and wants to shut down zoos like Joe Exotic's. Mm -hmm. Um, She's the literal embodiment of the cat lady stereotype, which I love. Uh, She wears like all cat patterns, cat decor, her whole life as cats, which, I mean, I could slowly see myself evolving into, but not that extreme. She's just crazy. She loves cats, man. <laughs> Sums it up. <laughs> and she's just a genius of taking people down, if you ask me. I mean, she knows how to maneuver in her life to get what she wants, you know? Even if that means throwing some sardine oil around, you know? Throwing the tigers. We'll get to that more in a couple seconds. But there's some other really important people in this documentary. Um, This guy is just, I don't even know how to describe him. But Bhagavan Doc Antle, um, he's weird. Just... I feels like a cult leader. Yeah, I get big cult vibes. Yeah, he owns another exotic animal park. Um, it's called the Institute for Greatly Endangered and Rare Species. So it's more than like big cats and stuff, but he has like a ton of tigers and tiger cubs and everything. But um, Bhagavan is like a name in Hinduism that's for like a deity. Um, and he kind of, like, goes off the cult vibe by having, like, multiple wives, and 
he's like an inspiration for Joe Exotic in that aspect, but also is like Joe Exotic's mentor in the way that they should like fight the government for their right to have all these animals and everything. It's just really interesting how, I don't know, I feel like Doc Antle is like the professional like scumbag version of Joe Exotic. Yeah, the one who like knows when to keep his mouth closed and like how much to say. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, the more composed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doc is like the organized Joe Exotic, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I would like to see a whole other documentary just on Doc because I'm sure there's more shady stuff going on, but it's like, you know, He's I'm never sure Doc is What was that? He would never let that happen. I well now he wouldn't, yeah. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Um a lot of people are upset with how they were portrayed in the show. But I mean half the time I mean, if we're taking Doc as an example, like half the time he was directing the director how to film him and what he wants to show. And it's like, you know, what did you want to happen? You know, you wanted to be viewed that way. You said, you know, he was proud of, you know, he had this little like Jurassic Park lane of here's my first wife, here's my second wife, you know, like here's my third wife. Mm -hmm. And the wages he had them work, you know, you know, I can't remember the seven days a week, 8 a.m. to midnight. Mm -hmm. For a hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. so but I mean at least they're paid. You know, Carol Baskin's volunteers weren't paid, but <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. But the last character in the show that's like fairly important in the cat world aspect is Jeff Lowe, who was originally like the buyout person. For Joe Exotic, um, he came in with money, quote unquote money, and kind of bailed Joe out of some court fees and everything. And, um, but the wrinkle is that he was largely involved in the murder for hire scheme that Joe's in prison for. And to speak on his marriages, his marriage also, yikes, big yikes. It's, I mean, he has one wife, which is the least I can say for every other character in the show, but it's like an open marriage, and that's part of Jeff Lowe's storyline, is that he's a playboy and all these other things, and he has some undisclosed issues in Vegas regarding that. (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot. I would watch a documentary about him, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who brought the tiger cub into the casino. Yes. Yes, he would, when he would go to Vegas, him and his wife were swingers. And so, like, they would go to Vegas, go to, like, big fancy hotels and casinos and bring tiger cubs in suitcases up to their room. And that's how they, like, got people to come and party with them. I I just don't understand how I mean, I don't know. I'm conflicted on whether I'd be enticed enough by 
the promise of a tiger cub to go up to a hotel room with Jeff Lowe, you know, like <laughs> on one hand, it sounds interesting, but then again, like you're looking at Jeff Lowe, you know, like bandana under a flat cap, you know, like he's, I don't think I want to go up there. <laughs> yeah, no, he's kind of scary. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything. It's just, <laughs> I don't know if I could go up there. Yeah. But those are the main important, interesting people for the show. So we have Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, Doc Antle, and Jeff Lowe. Um, there's like a handful of other people that are really important. Carol's husband, um, gosh, what's his name? Don Lewis. Yes. No, uh, sorry, you're talking about the dead alive one. The alive one. Uh, Howard. Howard, Howie. Her husband that's alive is really intense, but I don't think he's a bad person. Mm. That's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I got weird vibes from him. I just didn't like how he was the one talking a lot when I feel like Carol should have been the one talking. I more. feel like Carol would have spilled the beans on some issues they were having. So I think that's why he talked more. He, to me, seems more aware of the situation they're in than she does. Like legally. I guess, yeah. I guess I never noticed that, that he did talk a lot. He talked over her the whole show, which. <laughs> Made me sad, but what really made me like be weirded out by him was that damn wedding picture they have. Yes. <laughs> Which at the end of the day, you know, if he talks over, he's on a leash for God's sake. You know, like yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> she had control of everything. So yeah, no, she's smarter than she also acted. Yeah. But um. And there were some workers at um, Joe Exotic's Winnie Wood Exotic Animal Park, which is, like, the name of his zoo. Um, his workers were, like, really important and, like, family members to him. But they are more – I don't mean to, like, belittle them, but they're, like, background characters who sadly had to be a part of this whole situation. They're victims. Yeah, I'd agree with that, too. Because um, you could tell, by the way, like, when they were interviewing them, that for them, it really was all about the animals. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why Staff came back after having her arm amputated. Because she loved the animals so much. Or, yeah, he loved the animals so much. And it's, you just don't get that as much with Joe. Or, like, some of the others, I feel like. I think that for the workers at Joe's Zoo, part of it was the, the love of the animals, but love for Joe. Because something about Joe is that he, like, would take anyone in, give them a job, give them a place to live. He was a good person. I like Joe because, like, fundamentally, he's, he's a chaotic good if we're going to do, like, that, like, scale thing, he's a chaotic good. Doc Mixed Antle, with meth. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the meth. It's 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 the drugs they were all like that he was on and allegedly, but it's there's that wrinkle to him that like I find really compelling, and that's why the people that worked there were victims because he like looped them in by promising work, place to live, animals, like it's a mini minute. A manipulation thing. Yeah, because he, you know, he brings them uh, with this promise of like a new start and everything, and you know they do latch onto him. But by the time he starts to mistreat them, like they're attached to the animals. Because I can't remember who it was that said it, but you know they said like the animals, like they don't care about your background, of course. Like they just kind of love you for you or what you know. They, you know, and so they get attached to the animals, and so it becomes, well, if I leave, who's going to take care of my animals, or what's going to happen to this animal? Yeah, I think that was but, Ranky, the, yeah, one of the head, like, keepers, he, and he had been with um, Joe for, like, 20 years or something, but it was that, like, they had been roped in, they don't want to leave because they like care for these animals and they know that no one else is going to like care for them. But let's just have a moment and like mention the real victims of this, which are the two that Joe roped in. I mean, they were 19, but these two straight men that he married and manipulated. Yeah. Drugged him up and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, part of it. Uh, Travis, um, who killed himself, like, what was that? With, like, one episode left in the documentary. It was in 2018 or something. It happened, but, yeah, he was, like, from California, came to Oklahoma or whatever, and Joe, like, promised him weed and, like, other drugs, and he they all got married which i don't know that freaks me out more than like the tiger thing it's just this guy who had power to manipulate people just literally everyone involved is a victim in this it just blows my mind Mm -hmm. yeah and what made me really sad was when he met uh his third husband and he invited Travis's mom to the wedding, but then completely oh. cut ties with her after. Yeah, that made me so mad. Now. That was a total, like, emotional manipulation by Joe, and just kind of a way to use her so that no one could ever say, like, oh, you're moving on, you know, pretty quickly from Travis and everything. It's like, well... His mom was at the wedding. She approves. Mm-hmm. So it was all to work towards his own end, of course. Which I think he says at one point. Or that might have been Saf or Ranky who said it. But, like, people were like, yeah, this is not um, to be, like, kind and invite her and, like, keep her involved. It's to manipulate the scene. So it's like she's giving him her blessing. What was the first husband's name? Uh, I love him. 
He's so funny. He's the one, the teeth? Yeah. Oh, John Finley. That's what it is. John. Oh, yeah. I was like, Brian is, like, basic. It could work, but that's not it. Perfect. <laughs> John Finley, this dude, I feel so bad for him, too, because, again, with the promise of drugs and got him, like, addicted to a bunch of stuff. But the reason his teeth were falling out wasn't because of drugs. He had a degenerative disorder because it gave off that vibe, you know, being methed out and stuff. But I feel so bad for him because, like, Travis, like, came along one day and, like, stole the show. Like, imagine being taken advantage of at such a young age and then being, like, left. I wonder... I wondered this since watching it. Um, like, was there? Because Joe did take advantage of him, and it's a bad situation. But the documentary almost doesn't leave the door open for them to be maybe bisexual. Besides, you know, because he is okay. I'm pretty sure because I read an article. I think it was like People magazine or something, so probably not reliable. But he People. can. <laughs> He gets the secretary pregnant or something. Like, he is with the secretary currently. Yeah. So, I don't know if he is bisexual, but I'm pretty sure he, they both loved Joe. Like, that was, like, a known thing. Like, there was, like, a relationship. But it's just, like, really difficult. And obviously, like, what do we know about their personal lives? But yeah, just a whole another like, wrinkle to the show that added interest and questioning and concern to it. But, yeah, they just make me so sad thinking about them. And I guess Travis didn't mean that wasn't a suicide, technically, because I guess... Accidental suicide. Yeah. Because, like, I guess... Did you watch, like, the Joel McHale special in the, no. um... Oh, you didn't? Okay. Because no. the Walmart manager turned campaign manager, he said that, um, he was messing with him or whatever, and there actually wasn't a clip in it. And, you know, he was saying the thing, oh, it won't fire. And then when he shot himself, when he pulled the trigger and the bullet fired, he said, like, there was maybe, like, five seconds on, like, he could read on his face, like, surprise. Mm-hmm. And that's when he knew, like, oh, he actually didn't think it was going to fire. But another part of me wonders, like, I mean, the fact that you can put a gun to your head and the fact of, like, his situation was so bad and he was so unhappy, mm-hmm. it's, it's questionable all around. But Yeah, no, I I struggled with that. And that just, like, felt like it came out of nowhere. Like, in production, you know, like, it kind of like started out with that campaign manager talking about, oh yeah, Travis would come up and pretend to shoot me. And it really bothered me and really upset me. And then, you know, one day he shoots himself, you know, it felt very sudden and it happened within like five minutes. And I remember like pausing it and being like, excuse me, hold up. And then I don't know, that kind of, it changed the mood for like the rest of the series. Everything went downhill the moment that happened. Everything got a lot darker and just... All the fun went out of it, you know? 
yeah well speaking of fun i guess to change the subject because i don't want to be sad anymore um <laughs> should we get into some of the biggest conspiracies and hot goss that has come from the show i mean all that that we just talked about was hot goss but based in some fact <laughs> Some some lukewarm facts, maybe not cold, but <laughs> some lukewarm. Hey, we got a pandemic raging. I need all the hot goss I can get. I know, I'm so <laughs> bored. First conspiracy is a smaller one. It's it takes place probably about like halfway through the documentary. Um it's the question of who burns down the production studio. Um, so the reporters were like Rick Kirkham's crew were following around Joe Exotic for the reality TV show. And all of their footage was contained in the studio where uh, Joe Exotic also filmed his web show, Joe Exotic TV. It leads into, like, everything else, but it's the baseline for the chaos that is Joe Exotic's life. hmm Yeah, so some of their footage included wrongdoing and animal abuse and how he cared for his animals. And on March 26, 2015, between the hours of 2.30 and 4.30 in the morning, the studio was burned down, destroying all of the footage and also killing seven alligators and a crocodile. Because the basement was, or the lower level of it was the alligator and crocodile habitat, kind of the dry part to their enclosure. They had like a wet part on the outside. The police, when they investigated it, determined that it was arson and that it had to have been someone who knows the property and was able to plan it in advance. So that leaves us with three suspects, Carol Baskin, Rick Kirkham, the producer, and Joe Exotic himself. This is interesting. I'm gonna add someone to this list that I personally, think it could have been on it obviously Jeff Lowe he was a part of the group at the time um but the gentleman I'm blanking on his name because I didn't write it down the guy who was Jeff Lowe's hire to be like the maintenance guy that ended up going to be the hitman oh Alan Glover yeah um yes were they around yes Okay. I'm, yeah, because I'm pretty sure because Jeff Lowe, um, he got another guy to come in and rebuild the whole thing, rebuild that sanctuary for like free. Okay. Um, but that's my opinion because I think they got footage of Jeff Lowe doing some shady things on the property. Mm. That's again, my hot take. So, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was there during that, wasn't he, Kayla? I'm, I don't know for sure when he came on the scene. It would have been around that time. I'm pretty um, sure he was part of that. 
Okay. Uh, not true. Now that you have me second guessing. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking because I was like, why hadn't I thought of that before? You know, that's perfect because yeah, I'd put him with any sketchy with part any of the show, crime. but huh? With any crime. Yeah, honestly. Well, I just think it's them because Jeff Lowe was doing some sketchy stuff at the same time, allegedly. Um, at the same time that all that went down, and Joe wasn't even in town. And Joe cares. He does care about the animals. That's the thing about Joe. He wants the money, but he cares about the animals. More than Jeff Lowe does. Jeff Lowe wants the animals for money reasons. See, I would, my says, take is that Jeff Lowe cares more about the animals than Joe Exotic. Really? I guess those would be, I guess it was like uh, footage they took out of how like scared uh, Joe actually was of animals. Like most of those shots of him like cuddling with the tigers or anything like the tigers were like heavily sedated and like he was actually really scared of them and he only like really handled the cubs. And I guess that's why he like really freaked out when those tigers attacked him. And then like meanwhile Jeff Lowe like he's like cuddling with the lion to the you know yeah. even if eventually they have to like hose it down and everything and i mean i definitely think they both like the animals to the extent of using them for money but i don't know i could see what you mean i just think the reason i say that is because i think joe exotic you know it's almost like a time commitment he has like a relationship built up so like he's not gonna kill these animals that are like for no reason you know i don't know i don't know i'm kind of losing validity in my statement but <laughs> i'm gonna stand by it i love it be a great lawyer <laughs> i also think like i think since the beginning of when jeff Lowe enters the picture like he's playing the long game you know like he recognizes joe as this person who, like, one day is just going to mess up. And, you know, Jeff Lowe is going to help him and then slowly influence and take over the sanctuary to be his own. Which he does, 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah. definitely. And I, they all, everyone in the show used the word con man to describe Jeff Lowe. And we didn't really get to see that he was edited in a fairly positive light. I, it, from like what everyone else was like hinting at, he was way worse than what they edited him as. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he definitely has a rap sheet we don't know about. Well, like we know about it, but we don't know details about it, which is like, yeah. you know, we know about most of the bad things that Doc Antle did. We know these things about, like, Carol Baskins. We know these things about, like, everyone else but Jeff Lowe. Mm -hmm. Which, again, Netflix conspiracy theory, they're just trying to be a little nicer to him so they can come back into the park and make a little series, you know, Jeff Lowe and family or something. Mm -hmm. True that. True that. Well, okay, let's get back to the actual conspiracy theory because we got way off because my 
addition. I don't know, Jeff Lowe tangent. Yeah. <laughs> bad vibes. Bad vibes. Just bad vibes. Okay, so Joe Exotic just really uses this arson to play up the publicity around the park. And I think on, probably on his web show, he blames Carol Baskin. But then later, he also blames Rick Kirkham because like recently like right before the fire they had had an argument over who actually owned the show which was kirkham and once exotic found that out he wanted him gone like he didn't want anything else to do with him and then the fire happens and it's a bit suspicious and he sees the footage and he thinks that it looks like rick kirkham which it 100 percent is him it- walking <laughs> Okay. I definitely think it looks like him. Yes, that's like what it's I- ridiculous how much, you know. He kind of walks with a weird gait. It looks like he's been shot in the leg. And never yeah, like honestly. Like, he just kind of lopes along. But he has bad posture and he kind of, he walks, okay, no, what he looks like is that he has, like, too big of a gun on his leg. Like, that goes, like, past his knee and he has to, like, walk with, like, a straight leg. I don't know how to, like, it's just weird. like a cowboy walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he has the big hat on. And I definitely think it is him, but I don't think he lit the fire. Why would he? Why would he? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he says everything. in the he says in their interview that was his retirement that went up in smoke. Why would he burn the footage? Well, and he put so much money into this without even having um what did he say? Like a station or um, pr- production group to like go along with it. Like he like did this on his own. So like, why would he burn it down? But, and I, I, I started the episode saying I didn't like him, but like in all, like all honesty, I did just because he's like the most normal person, but he's also mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. yeah. Sam was <laughs> the normal person on the whole show but they got their arm ripped off by a tiger and came back to work. So I'm still confused. Like. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. the most normal being the ex Walmart gun ammunition manager who later becomes a campaign manager. But okay. I guess we need to give context, I guess, before we get into Carol Baskins um, on Joe exotic TV, he spent almost every waking moment of his life bashing carol baskins um saying she killed she killed her husband which we'll get into that she mistreats her animals that she like steals money that she all these awful things he just badmouths her the whole time like he got a hold of like her diaries at one point like he does all these awful defamation things which i don't even think followed her free speech anymore because they're liable but won't go into that he 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 and he was sued for what he was saying mm-hmm. but yeah the uh trademark thing when he literally remade their um 
the big cat their logo <laughs> and then took like their website and that just killed me i was like sir was <laughs> the most extra things in spite of her so that is a little bit more context to that but to the conspiracy theory of who burned it down and Joe saying that he thinks Carol Baskins did it. I think that's kind of a reach. It's too easy. It's too easy. He, it's too easy for him to blame everything on her. Um, why? I mean, in our notes here, we have like the reason she did it was so that like, she could like get the dollar, like the money in the lawsuit um you know like it's just a lot of things and she has plenty of reason to do it but that's so extreme and there's killing animals in it she likes the animals yeah it Mm -hmm. doesn't fit her tactics like her tactics aren't like destruction of property or anything like she wants to take the property like she wants to own it she wants all his money she wants to adopt cats and protect them yeah. But okay, honestly, her sanctuary was kind of butt. So <laughs> Joe's seemed so much nicer, but I mean, like, I can't. Again, I we haven't been there, but I don't know. So that kind of covers the three suspects. But I think Joe Exotic has the most out of these three has the most reason to do it. And he made a ton of money off of it. Yeah. Like, he didn't lose anything other than those alligators and the crocodile, which makes me sad to say. But, like, he didn't lose anything other than than that. But this is still unsolved. Yeah. I think it's Joe Exotic, and he hired someone to go burn it down. And because just like the way that we see how he's he's soaking in all the attention that he's getting from it, and it brings so many more people to the zoo. And yeah, like you said, what did he have to lose? There's a scene of him going through like the rubble and going over like what he wants to say to the camera. Like it's not heartfelt. Like, you can see him, like, flip, like, a switch in his brain from his camera voice to his, like, real voice. The burning, fiery inferno. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he keeps going through lines, and he's like, no, that's not it. Yeah. (laughs) That ain't it, no. But, like, that just, like, really showed me that I was like, okay, maybe, like, he did it. But maybe, okay, here, let's bridge the theories together. He hired that guy, that Jeff Lowe's guy, to do it. And then he hired him to murder Carol Baskin. Yeah, he was his hit. His hitman the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, I think Joe is definitely responsible for this one. Um, and what like convinced me was that footage of him going to his lawyer and like being like you know he says he owns me and the lawyer's like well he does like did you sign yeah like did you sign a contract 
you know, and then he's like, well, where's all the footage? And he's like, well, you know, in the warehouse. And he's like, well, is that where all of it is? Well, yeah. And he's like, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Like, I think he literally says, like, do you understand what I'm saying? And he's like, okay. Well, mm-hmm. and God, it's so stupid of Rick Kirkman. Why are none of your files saved anywhere else? Yeah, this is your retirement plan, and you're not going to put anything on a flash drive, my guy? Okay, like, so we're on. three journalism, like, focused people, <laughs> so I guess that's just us. The f- first thing Dr. Greg teaches us. <laughs> Come on, guys. I watched that, and I was like, my brain was about to explode. What do you mean he had all his footage in there? Like, I literally keep my SD card in my wallet. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what is this, 1985? Gosh, I was like, are they on floppy disks? <laughs> I was losing my mind when they're like, that was the only place we had our footage. And I was like, that's on you then. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> but I feel bad because that was, how many years was it? Like four years worth of, like, daily film. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. But, so that's that theory. Kind of a roundabout way of saying that we think Joe Exotic is responsible. Definitely. Yeah, Carol Baskins is too far of a reach. Rick Kirkman just makes no sense. So, another one. This one is the most popular internet meme of 2020. Um, It has been my personal favorite of quarantine. And it is, did Carol Baskins kill her second husband, Don Lewis? Um, Iconic. But so some preface to this is that in January 1981, Carol met Don when she was walking around her hometown after a fight with her abusive husband at the time, he picked her up after like trying for a couple times, like driving around the block, harassing her. Um, and then was like, here, hold this gun to me. I just want someone to hang out and talk to me. Which but he's like, like how much older is he than like her? Like 18 years? years. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's old. He's he's married and has two kids. Like grown adult women kids at the time. Um so <laughs> Kayla, it's funny that you have this in our notes, but major predator vibes 100%. <laughs> yes, 100%. I I remember watching this part and being like you're joking. She got in the car. So there's another conspiracy that they're like, Carol, you're walking around at night, like that late, getting picked up by people. Some people think that Carol was a prostitute, maybe. But I've seen that also. But that doesn't seem like her vibe. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, we've seen her on a TV show. Well, she was working at the time. She, like, she had a job. It wasn't that she was not working. But the reason she was walking is because her husband had been abusing her that night. So she was walking around, which is valid. 
she ends up hooking up with Don that night, but they waited 10 years to get married, but they'd already left their prospective spouses long before then. Um, Don, I feel so bad for Don's family because they didn't get any money after his disappearance. And she made sure they didn't get any money. Yeah, she like, yeah. She was like the predatory stepmom. You know, like the like fairy tale stepmom coming in. And it just like broke my heart because Dawn's like first wife is like, I said yes to a divorce because I loved him and I knew I wouldn't be able to like satisfy him if he like had his eyes on someone else. And that was like another thing. It was like talked out about quite a bit that he was like an avid sex addict. Yeah. Like always had affairs, always had different women, like which bothered Carol a lot because she was the other woman. And then when that like faded, that's when this kind of gets dicey, but they co-founded um, the Big Cat Rescue. And he wanted to breed cats, which was, like, a really big thing. And she did it for a while, but then they were, like, breeding and selling them so much that, like, the mothers of the cat, like, the the mom cats only had, like, a week and a half, if that, with the cubs. Like, I don't even think it was that. It might have been days. But she didn't want to do that anymore. She wanted to use it as, like, a charity rescue. And... This is my favorite part. Don flew to Costa Rica in his own private plane because he is a millionaire to have affairs and would go and sell tigers. <laughs> Slightly baller. He's but, definitely like could be like Jeff Lowe's dad, you know. Like yeah. Yes. But that the wrinkle of the Costa Rica like trips and second life was is really important in his disappearance um he like started transferring ownership of a lot of things um you know like properties in costa rica um properties that he had here in the states other things like that but before he died he filed for a restraining order against carol and it was denied because back then what is this like mid 90s you know domestic abuse from wife on to husband was still like you're letting your wife hit you what the heck like you're you know it was seen um down on and not taking seriously and he like tried multiple times that like, he wanted a divorce he you know did all these things to like ensure his life and who was it that he said oh it was his lawyer who like the last no it was his handyman excuse me, his handyman was, like, the last person that saw him other than Carol, and the last thing he said to his handyman was, like, I think Carol's gonna kill me. Yeah, he, yeah. he just didn't feel safe, like, because yeah. of Carol. Mm-hmm. Specifically said something about how Carol doesn't make him, how Carol makes him feel unsafe. So, that's unfortunate, and um, on August 18th, 1997, he disappeared after, like, leaving the house at around 6 a.m. to make a delivery for the Big Cat Rescue. Um, and two days later, on the 20th, 
his car was found at an airport and he owned like a couple planes so it wasn't like that weird that his car was there so like that's why people at the airport were probably like not worried about it but he flew all the time without a pilot's license <laughs> money does amazing things yeah. <laughs> but he um left his estate to carol like 80 percent of it to carol and correct me if i'm wrong but pretty sure his will was amended like two months before he went he disappeared or something like maybe not even that far out it might have been there but it was in a case of death or disappearance yes 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 it says in case of death or disappearance mm-hmm. and then he disappears like though his lawyer was like i've never seen anything like that before in my life the police detective that was on the case is like we don't know what that means excuse me that's what like how did she i don't know i'm not gonna say my theory yet but there are two theories about his disappearance um kayla do you want to talk about those yeah so the first one is that he was pushed out of his plane um i don't think they really know who it's just that like someone who had something against him um from his dealings he as a businessman and sex addict i can imagine he had some enemies um but since his license was suspended he had to um fly kind of on the down low um he had to go under literally where um like Planes can be sensed. <laughs> Is that the technical term? <laughs> Under the radar. <laughs> Under the radar. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, yeah, it wouldn't have been in the books or anything. Um, and so someone who wanted him dead just pushed him out of his plane over the ocean on his way to Costa Rica. I don't remember. Was his plane still there i'm not sure i don't remember that detail i don't remember if they ever said anything because i when i like first i tried to watch that specific episode with like an open mind he's like i'd obviously seen all the memes and everything but i was like maybe he crashed like purposely crashed half suicide mission you know kind of or maybe not even purposely, he was, like, flying so low, lost control and crashed. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of things that could have happened. But I just, I don't remember if the plane was at the airport or not. Yeah, I don't remember either, actually. Um, I remember that they said something about him purchasing a plane ticket. But, like, his ex-wife thought that. Carol did that, like, after the fact or something to, like, make it look like he was planning on going to Costa Rica all along. Yeah. Huh. Which leads us into our next theory. Carol Baskin killed her husband. I caught Whacked him. <laughs> Whacked him. Whacked him. So, Carol... She had grown up poor, 
Um, she meets this millionaire, and as she's tired of being cheated on now, she's no longer the other woman. She sees an opportunity to get some money. And she threatened him multiple times to kill him. Um, and like we said, she made him feel unsafe. He said that. He asked for a restraining order, a divorce. And so he obviously didn't feel safe around her. Mm-hmm. His kids from his other marriage think that she ran him through a meat grinder. Carol says that it wouldn't work. Um, There's theories that she shot him, covered his body in sardine oil, and then fed him to the tigers, which could actually work because tigers have a high enough amount of acid in their stomachs that would dissolve the bones. According to Joe Exotic. I looked it up as well. Good. <laughs> Good. And that, it would work. That's what I like felt was accurate because, you know, because it's kind of graphic, but they don't poop out bones. Like when I mean it's not there's like not in their like feces and stuff. Like obviously like and there's never any like carcass left after they eat it either. So but my favorite part about that um when she's talking about the meat grinder, she's like, his hand wouldn't even fit it in it. Like, what do you mean his hand? Like, I tried it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? But, and then they cut to, like, a thing of her grinding meat. Ugh. Blech. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. But, um, that's personally my favorite. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. Like uh, you may, I I tried to watch with an open mind. I was like, you know, we I gotta give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe she maybe she didn't kill her husband. But watching that episode, there's just so many sketchy things that happen that just lead you to believe she killed her husband. Well, honestly, I don't blame her. Yeah. If he was cheating on her and was abusive, because that was another thing that they said that he had, like, the shortest temper. Like, maybe they got in a fight and she, like, hit him. Or, like, pushed him down and he hit his head or something and died. You know, like, things like that happen all the time. Like, accidental familial side like that happens a lot. But the... Do you have something to tell us? Shut up, true. But (laughs) her track record of, like, threatening him and everything does make it look more like a homicide. Allegedly. Yeah. I wonder, like, just on the background of all of this, because I guess this wasn't supposed to be an episode, like, a, a standalone episode. To, like, Carol's understanding, they were, like, filming and asking her about her husband because of all of the videos of Joe talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so to her knowledge, it was just going to be like, oh, this is why he's saying this. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sure they must have saw what they had there and was like, okay, we got to dig into this because yikes, you know? <laughs> so well, I just- Everyone they talked to, like Doc Antle, that guy up in Indiana, 
anyone that's like, oh, yeah, she did it. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, they're all sketchy figures, but, like, the sketchiest figure is that one guy who, like, was the template for Scarface, you know, like, the drug kingpin. And he's like, yeah, she did it. It's like, I believe that, man, okay? You've got some cred. I forgot about him. Yeah, he was um, smuggling drugs in snakes. Yeah. Baller move. Awful. Baller. But baller. Like, that's just crazy. And the guy, the um, former worker who's like, oh, yeah, we, like, cut the snakes in half and then sewed them back up with kilos of drugs. Like, <laughs> it just blows my mind. But it makes sense to combine drug trafficking with the animal trafficking. Yeah, I'm sure that kind of sense. that network is one of the same. Yeah. Yeah, drug and animal trade <laughs> trafficking is one of the same. But that guy, he was the Scarface model? Yeah. I forgot that. Okay, weird. I can't believe they got in his house, though, like with his wife and everything. Is He went to double, was it double homicide or just homicide? Uh... I can't recall. I think it was just a singular homicide. Okay, and his dad went to prison too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that guy was crazy. He was only in like the episode for like 10 minutes total. But I agree with you. The fact that he's like, oh yeah, she killed him. Kind of gives the claim a little bit more credibility. Because I mean... That's the other thing. If you think of the angle of like, oh, maybe he pissed someone off in uh, Costa Rica or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure that guy's got connections. He could be like, hey, did you guys kill Don Lewis? And like, nah, like, I think she killed him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he checked with his sources over there. Yeah, and he, again, is like part of that whole like ring of guys that like we meet in a show. Doc Antle, the guy up in Indiana. You know, they all have weird connections to each other and weird connections to other sketchy people. So I'm sure that like word traveled really fast about it. But I guess that kind of leads to the next theory, which is did Joe exotic hire someone to murder Carol Baskin? Our third and final conspiracy popular theory is, did Joe Exotic hire someone to murder Carol Baskins? Um, True, do you kind of want to go into this since you're our resident expert? Uh, Sure, like just break it down? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, clearly Baskin and Exotic, like, didn't get along. A lot of death threats from his side, a lot of lawsuits from her side. Um, And, you know, Joe was constantly clamoring for someone to take care of his problem of having her around. 
Um, and here comes Jeff Lowe, who kind of presents himself as a person could, who could help him with that problem, along with his little uh, caretaker friend or whatever in the bathtub, who uh, has like a teardrop tattoo. So you know that man has already taken a life. And, you know, Joe sets out to have him kill Carol. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, we have to cover our bases on this show. We do not want lawsuits. But from Carol. <laughs> yeah, from Carol. Well, from Howard specifically. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, if I got sued from by Carol Baskin, I would be kind of happy, but also scared because she'd steal my money and then all of my family's money. But mm. Oh, okay. The thing we didn't talk about this, but the thing that like made me really dislike Carol was how she tried to take Joe Exotic's parents' house. Yeah, that was really upsetting. But yeah, honestly, it's rude of him and manipulative of him to sign his mom's name on everything. He screwed her over, sweet innocent mom. So again, another set of victims for the show. But I think that and that in itself, like targeting his parents. In that way, like, you know, she could have found something else of his to, like, try to take. That, to me, is good enough reason for, you know, homicide, like, murder and stuff. Like, trying to get her killed. That's kind of, like, too close to home for him, maybe. But literally, throughout Joe Exotic's, like, whole discography of music and... (laughs) is um joe exotic absolute bangers they they're actually really good but on his tv website like it's countless how many videos are like someone go kill carol i want carol dead she should just go die and true you were saying that like it's a miracle that one of his followers didn't like take that call and go do it and be like, hey, Joe, I killed her. Where's my reward? Kind of thing. Like, it is amazing that that didn't happen, frankly. But we, I guess we kind of talked about how, like, Jeff Lowe, like, everyone, but Jeff Lowe got Joe Exotic to do it. Yes. Maybe, like, in a sense, like, gave him the opportunity and, like, the resources, I guess. But we kind of discussed that, like, maybe it's Jeff Lowe encouraged that behavior of, like, hating Carol so that he could sneak in and steal the park from from Joe, which I think is pretty accurate of what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that... Joe Exotic wouldn't have just, like, gone out and found someone to kill Carol himself. Like, he needed that little bit of encouragement, but I still don't think that that exonerates him in any way. Like, he still was looking for someone to kill her, and he, like, obviously, like, through his show, and he's recorded saying that he wants her dead. So, I He's definitely guilty, and 
I think that, I don't know. I think I agree with you, May, that like Jeff was probably more concerned about the park than with like the whole like Carol Baskin thing. Like he was like, he saw an opportunity to get the park. Yeah. Everything that he says about Carol is so libelous and so threatening. Like there's videos of him shooting a dummy with like her face on it, like blowing the dummy up with her face on it. And like, this is Carol, like all those things he could go to jail for anyways. But then when there was like money transactions and stuff proving that there was like a motive to take a hit out on her, that was kind of like the final straw and like the reason the cops could move in like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were already on his trail anyways before the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think they were trying to get him for animal cruelty or mismanagement or whatever. That's what Carol Baskins got the government involved with in the first place. And then that's when was it like it wasn't like um gosh, I'm trying to think of who it was. It wasn't like DOJ or anything like super important until it got oh no, it was that guy that owned the pet store. The le- no, is it the lemur? Yeah, 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 the lemur. He's the guy with the Eye of the Tiger montage, and he's on the mm-hmm. jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he like, had, that man is a walking Chucky doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had an illegal lemur that he got in trouble with, and they're like, if you give us info about Joe Exotic, we'll, like, not incarcerate you. And he spilled all the beans because he knew, like, everything for some reason. Yeah, and he... Didn't he help them orchestrate, like, a meeting between an FBI agent and Joe Exotic, too? Um, between him and Jeff, between the agent and Jeff Lowe. Oh, and okay. And the hitman, um, Alan Glover. They, like, got Alan Glover immunity by Alan Glover being like, yeah, here's all this, the money and everything that Joe gave me to go do this. So... I think that Joe kind of let himself become a victim of this like layered scheme of trying to get the park because ultimately that's what it was. It wasn't like these other people wanted Carol dead. It was all like their like distrust and dislike of Joe that got them then out and Joe in prison. Yeah. So that's like, again, that's my hot take. But I don't think Joe met with the FBI. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Because they met with that Glover, with Glover, and he like gave them everything, like self, that burner phone he had and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, no, the, and then they bugged and, like, they, like, surveilled the place. Mm-hmm. For sure. If I remember correctly. But it was all really, it all happened, like, within, like, a month and a half. 
or something like that. Had like a really fast turnaround there at the end. And he's still in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our man. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, everyone around him was a victim of him, and then finally he became a victim of himself, you know? Yeah. No, in all honesty, that's, like, how it is. It's, like, he was so manipulative that it just came to bite him in the butt, finally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you guys think he gets pardoned? No. I don't think I'm calling it right. Well I'm calling it right it. here, right now on this podcast. Trump pardons him like month before election, just to boost, you know. Uh, mm, that's a hot take. Mm, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if Trump wants that association, though. Well, I guess that's the end. <laughs> well, this has been Tiger King. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, that was like our very rough overview of Tiger King. We could literally do like a three-part series about it and go into more detail. Like there's like obviously things we didn't talk about. There's people we didn't talk about. There's wrinkles we didn't talk about. But like these were the three main hot conspiracies on mostly Facebook I've been feeling. That's where like all the memes are really posted about it. Twitter, Twitter, yeah, but I feel like Facebook's really, really getting it. Um, for once in its life, it's like up on. Yeah, I was gonna say, when was the last time someone said that? <laughs> I know I feel so old saying that, but Facebook's really taken Tiger King and like made it popular. It was Facebook and Twitter, obviously Twitter is the hit or miss for everything but it really found a different audience through facebook if you if you didn't have a friend or family member telling you to watch it like definitely the memes got you to watch it because at one point you're just like i just want to understand what's happening Mm -hmm. yeah it was like i want to know why carol baskin killed her husband exactly yeah like who is she like why i don't get it and I think I saw, like, an SNL skit first, honestly, mm-hmm. before I even watched it. But it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll probably watch it again within the next week just to contemplate. Um, it's just so much insanity shoved into 45-minute episodes that it's, like, painful to watch at times. It really messes with, like, your sense of reality, because you're just like, how is this true? Like, Mm -hmm. if someone was writing this, like, you'd have to be like, let's take out a couple of these things to make it make sense, Mm -hmm. you know? There's too many plot lines going on at once, but that's life, am I right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at you two. (laughs) I've seen some people, like like kind of critique it for like oh well some some things just get dropped and like oh and I'm like well yeah I mean you can't cover it all I and mean, especially if it's a documentary and with how fast they made, things seems to change on the you know parks they made some very interesting 
um, production choices on what to follow and what not to follow. But that's just my opinion. That's my hot take of the cold facts. Get it? <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Well, on that note, um, thanks for listening, everyone. That was Cold Facts Hot Takes. Um, I'm May McFarlane with Kayla Mayer. And, and our guest Bill. today. <laughs> Woo! Thanks for joining us, True. It was fun. And um, check out TommyMedia.com for everything Colfax hot takes, sports, and local St. Thomas news. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.